professional time. Here we go. Hello, Omniverse. I am Joe Bear. I'm Zach. And I'm Diego. And this is Behind the Beard. Or lack thereof. Welcome to this week's episode where we hope that each conversation helps spark an idea, a thought, or help your journey to be a better you as we are trying to do the same every week. And today we're finishing our series all about skills. I mean, I have something that's on my mind before we get there because I'm looking at both of you and you have the audacity to wear white. <laughs> How... <laughs> Am, am I not supposed to wear it? I mean, is, is there a rule? Like, am I supposed to wait till what what holiday is that? I'm supposed to no, wait? Well, there is that thing. That's like Oprah. Isn't it Oprah's like no white after Labor Day or something? Or but, wait, can you start day? wearing it, though? I, oh. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> An end date, but no start date? I think it's like you don't, you, the last, you don't wear white after Labor Day. So like white's a summer color, but that's not why I was talking about it. I'm talking about it because. I don't, I can't. I'm like the clumsiest, sloppy person that there is when it comes to food and drink that clearly as I wear, I have so many dark colors because pasta all over my shirt, drinking my coffee all over my shirt. I, I don't. Well, I Zach, normally I'm right there in that boat with you most of the time. I'm with the dark colors because if an accident does happen, like what, you can't cover it up. There, There's no covering up a barbecue sauce stain on my shirt at all if that's what's going to happen but i do keep them for very specific occasions that i'm wearing it just for now literally just changed into it so that way it could be fresh and clean but i gotta confess i already spilled something at the bottom of my shirt <laughs> so i do have the stain on it already oh goodness yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for calling that out zach i'm i'm wearing a black t-shirt under this and <laughs> I also have like a cheetah stain somewhere on my sleeve, <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I was feeling a little cold, so I put this, <laughs> this sweatshirt on, but then realize, yeah, how because cold it was. It did some Cheetos with you. The Cheetos dust. The, the, the Cheetos magic. It, it gets everywhere. They're delicious and they're worth it. Now, I got a general question that just sparks up. Like, what is your primary closet color? Like, I know you said you've got a lot of dark colors in there, but I, I can successfully say most of my stuff is blue because it brings out the blue in my eyes. I was told once when I was a child and I just latched onto it forever. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have some other colors, but what are now your I'm judging you every time I see you wear blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just knocked over my wall. You know what? Okay. I, I'm okay with it because uh, as uh, driving down uh, recently, we stopped in a Bucky's. I don't know if you guys have been there, but or heard of them, Diego Bucky's is this ginormous gas station with this awesome food court and food. It's all made fresh daily, and they got like a store in there. I mean, you could buy like a, a wood stove and get gas and beef jerky. Their beef jerky is delicious. But anyway, I stopped in there. And I was wearing one of my uh, blue T-shirts, and the lady stopped me and goes, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, I'm just walking in. I'm not walking out. You know, think of the worst case scenario here. You have the most electric blue eyes. And I attribute it to Thank my you. blue shirt bringing it out. So whatever you want to tease me with, I'll, I'm okay with it because that feels great. You have evidence. that it Electric Joe Bear. <laughs> there we go. Electric Joe. Uh, mine is mostly black, uh, but it used to be a lot of patterns and colors and stuff like that. Um, but then I realized, like, I think I'm, I'm going to blame this on social media. 
because then um, I started noticing like the repeating of things that I was wearing, like the shirts and, and like all of that and judging myself for that. Uh, my, I judging myself for it. So I started wearing a lot more black and then it's just like my go-to t-shirt for like I have, I think seven of them and it's just the same black t-shirt that I wear every day when I'm working. And then if I have to dress up for something, I'll, I'll dress up but then and just throw a sweater on top of it if in case, but this black t-shirt I have underneath is the one that I wear every day. I mean, I... I'm I'm generally dark, but I noticed that to Diego, very similar to you, especially bef right before I was with Omni. I was actually in an office, boo. Um, <laughs> but having to dress up every day, I realized my wardrobe was lacking color. And then going on some like vacations in the summer, like I went to Miami last year. They had last year, and I was like, I kind of fit in with the Miami world. I mean, like bold, bright. And so my closet has expanded and I try to like show it out a little bit. But yeah, I, I it's better than what it used to be. I think I have a good eclectic spread now. I, I do, but I do a lot of earth tones, I guess you would still say. Like even with patterns and things like that, I stick to pretty much like blue, gray, green, like nothing crazy. And so that'd, that'd be me. But the perk of working at home is nobody can see your stains if they're in the right place. <laughs> I've, I've always thought about, you know, like getting rid of the, all the clothes and going into that like capsule clothing, right? Have you guys heard about that? Or basically no. have like seven outfits, all the shirts work with the pants and vice versa. Okay. And so you can mix and match and you don't have to think about it at all. And then like your closet goes from this much to that much and it's less clutter. I don't know. Uh, speaking of, you know, de decluttering in the world in the, the new year, right? You know, I mean, that's always good stuff there. But one of the things I've been really looking at is the digital health and the digital clutter that's going on. Uh, and a great conversation came up here within Omni. It's meetings. Like, that's just this all this meeting, meeting, meeting. I, 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 we've all been there. And they, they, some of it's needed, right? You know, you always got to have a good brainstorming session. We got to try to solve a problem. We've got to get in. We've got to wrap this up. Um, so it in the virtual world, they, they're extremely powerful, but you know, how can we clean it up? How can we get better um, within the meetings themselves? What are, what are your guys' thoughts on the digital clutter of meetings? I, you bring it up and this week has been an exhausting meeting for me. We record on Wednesdays, so FYI. Um, but yeah, the last two days, I think I've amounted, including today, to over 20 meetings within just, I mean, and we're recording halfway through Wednesday, so it's been brutal. Um, just I think for me, a lot of them are productive, right? I won't say that. I mean, I think like Joe, to your point, you do go to into some meetings, you have to have the discussions if you're going through like especially different launches and things of that nature. They're they're crucial things to make sure everybody agrees to. But I challenge that with strong communication. And paper trails are always crucial for business and any communication, really, especially if you're agreeing to something with mutual parties. Who knows what words can be misinterpreted from a call without kind of getting all parties aligned on some type of written communication. So I am on the mindset of challenging a meeting to what do we actually need to discuss and give it a few hours if, if time allows and try to hash it out in a direct message, try to hash it out in the email, see what comes out about that. And then from there, is that meeting valid? Do we still need to have it? Do you set up one meeting? Why do we need to set it up daily? Let's see how things go. Um, because you, my thing is you just feel like at the end of the day after so many calls, or, or I do anyway, like where did my day go? I didn't get anything done. And now I am super tired. 
I agree. When like in the middle of the pandemic, I was working in a brick and mortar uh, place. And when things moved to at home, um, I noticed a lot of the people that spend most of their time in the office will set up a ton of meetings. And I think there's also like a lot of that education that we need to do. Like we're completely at home uh, forever kind of business. So we need to educate a lot of, of on that, right? On like, is the meeting really needed? Because a lot of people start to set up meetings for things that they will usually just come to your desk to ask you or just like a water cooler kind of talk meeting, which is the worst type because you don't really need that, right? And then what Zach just said, right? It just wears you out. It makes you feel tired. Uh, so I think to me, what, what has worked the best is that guideline of is this, if, can this be solved on an email? Um, and even like, can this email be solved on an instant message? And then it goes back to like, can this instant message be solved by a quick one-on-one -on -one call? Like, can I call you right now real quick? Two minutes, hang up, done. Uh, then I'll maybe send an email, but it doesn't need to be like, I'm going to invite 20 people to this cool have been two minute conversation and make it a half an hour thing where everybody's going to wear out and burn out at the end of the day. If yeah. you're staying, if you're setting up a meeting and you're staying on mute or you're not really participating and just getting up getting response from others why are you setting up that meeting or why are you attending a meeting if you're just going to stay on mute and not contribute like that would be my other piece to this too well and i think you know it goes back to i saw a tweet uh that made me laugh uh, you know it says uh, you know, 2023 mantra right if the meeting has no agenda we don't attend a it, it, while it makes me chuckle, it, it, it's a very clear point, right? We all have a lot on our plate, like in the business world and even down to just personal world. We've just got a lot going on anymore. It seems like anymore when people say like last year, I'm still thinking 2019 and 2020, 2021 and 2022 were just a blur, right? You know, so that's how packed and busy it felt like. And so I need an agenda. I need something to plan for, right? You know, and I want to prepare and plan to speak intelligently to what the problem or the issue or what I need to present or what I need to bring to the table itself. You know, it, we get in the habits and crutches of recurring meeting and, oh, okay, well, well, since we're all here, well, no, this wasn't on agenda. And that's really hard to do. And then, you know, all these meetings take away from state of flow time. I mean, the, so many great books out there like uh one of my favorite deep work right uh, if you can get into a state of flow and you can get just amazing done things done you can get that creativity flowing you can solve that problem right and you know if we're always on meetings then how do we get creative how do we get any work done uh, you know and that's where the challenge is i can solve bigger problems by being creative right you know sometimes i've got a lot going on in my mind and i need to go for a walk well i can't do that if i need to be presenting on every single meeting and i don't even know what i'm meeting for <laughs> so again it should be very very difficult for anybody to interrupt our deep flow time like it just really should and that's in the business world is where we're getting to um so it's super powerful stuff that we can really turn this around you know from everywhere and i'm seeing it all over linkedin as well i mean it's not just a here and now uh even in personal life i have more meetings now than ever i'm like why are we meeting so much and you know so you're trying to balance that all out but the good thing is we're a technology company and we can use tools right and we're starting to get smarter with that and better with that well not saying start but we have been I mean, 
I think a lot of people are seeing that. There's Todoist, there's Monday.com, there's GuideCX, there's all these different things out there that can really help focus and get that productivity in there. And a lot of times these calls are just updates. Well, we can do that through a tool and then we don't need to meet on that and we can save that meeting for creativity, spark or interest and get passionate about something. You know, that that's really where the key example is. And we've got to solve this to make it better for everyone, our customers, our GBAs, our clients, right? This is how we solve it is by being creative. Um, from a GBA perspective, right? You know, it, it's tough when you're on the phones all the time, right? We've got some accounts out there that are super high occupancy. And how how do you guys think we should deal with that? Like with those high occupancy, what are, what are your best recommendations? Because we're feeling it from meeting fatigue. Well, what about call fatigue? Like what are your guys' recommendations for all of our GBAs out there that um, you know, are in the trenches, so to speak? I think it goes down to being realistic of your own self and your own health, especially mental health. Very, very crucial, very important. Um, are you giving yourself a break? I mean, we have the awesome part uh, within Omni is schedule yourself in 30 minute intervals. Be cognizant of that. I mean, do you, if you're fined by hour two that you're just like, goodness, I'm on a phone call with another Joe who just will not stop talking. Like, <laughs> if you're at that point, then evaluate, be realistic with your schedule too. And then <clears throat> I think that sometimes a meeting or a quick call from a, a conversation or a DM is, is needed where you can just kind of hash things out or get kind of your thoughts out. We did it. I did it today with a couple of the accounts that I'm over or met with. Um, both the delivery managers and all of the support contractors. And I talked to all of them today and just kind of, you know, it wasn't a formal meeting. There was there was no agenda for this one. The agenda was, let's just talk. Um, so maybe it was an agenda, but it was just one of those kind of calls of get the feelings out. Like we're all busy right now, but let's just talk about it. And we're, and why, why are we busy? What's this leading to? Um, and sometimes just those quick 30 minute powwows of realizing what you're doing, what you're doing it for, and what's going to come out of it motivates you to maybe want to continue working where you or the hours you are or evaluate. I actually do need to just take Tuesdays off because Tuesdays always when Joe Bear calls and I cannot handle another <laughs> Joe Bear. So <laughs> that would be my advice. <laughs> Love it. I have, you I have two things for this one. The first one goes uh, along the lines of what Zach was talking about, and it's keeping that balance, right? You need to uh, give enough time for yourself, uh, whether it is to go out for a walk or to go to the gym or to whatever you want to do to cook lunch and take the enough time to do that. Uh, that's the, you need to prioritize that as well, right? If you want to go, uh, just go read a book for an hour or whatever you want to do, take that time off and be realistic about it because you can think about like, oh no, I want to work. Uh, 20 hours a day and make all that money. Yeah, sure, but what what's the cost of that? Then the second one is this morning I was just listening to to a podcast about uh, burnout and like the scientific approach to burnout and like how now work burnout is actually something that the OMS in Spanish I don't know what's the World Health Organization that's in English. Um, uh, there they have a scale and, and everything like really laid out for work burnout and it goes into into three steps so the first one will be uh when you feel stressed out then the second one is when you start having negative feelings about the place where you work 
And then the top level is when you actually have negative feelings about yourself and feeling useless and feel like whatever you do is meaningless to the world. So what that gives you is a great scale on how to detect it on yourself before you go to that final level of, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You can start with like, okay, am I feeling stressed out? Am I feeling like there's too much on my plate right now? And that's when you need to start doing that, right? Start taking a break, start just clearing your mind or doing things to do that. Uh, when you're taking calls, that's exactly what happens, right? If you're taking, if you're been one hour of taking calls and they're all Joe who never stops talking uh, <laughs> and then the angry customer and yeah, like I cannot keep doing this. I'm starting to feel stressed out. But if you keep going, it can turn into like, wait, I hate this place. I hate this gig that I sign up for. And the last will be like, I don't even know what I'm doing taking calls. So before you get to any of those, start realizing, right? And setting up yourself on schedules that can actually help you clear your mind, uh, have a good work-life balance. Whoo, powerful guys. <laughs> like that's amazing, like both of that. Um, and thank you, Diego, for not referring me to the angry customer, just the long-winded one. <laughs> I'll take that any day. But really, I mean, this is really what it comes down to. It's learning what makes you work, right? And trying to find that balance and that symbiotic balance within others. And as you, as a GBA, it's it's one different thing to to handle yourself and to be there for the the customers, uh, and to to help them out. And then as we progress, we've talked about the different progressions uh, in going up into a leadership role and what does that look like and how do I take that step? How do I take that breath? How do I get mentally just charged up and ready to go for the next one? Uh, which I think brings us to why we're here today. We're talking about winning or, or winning or learning, I should say, because there is no such thing as winning or losing. Um, with the right mindset of skill creation, you can become a force multiplier, a superhuman with what you can go accomplish into the big world. And it's so powerful when you start to think about it as, okay, I met my metrics, yay, I did a good job or I failed, but okay, now I've learned something, so I'm better for the future. And now that's locked away into my methodology of doing something. And so now I'm just getting stronger. I've got more skills. I've got more knowledge. Almost the school of hard knocks, right? You know, the, the, we've talked about, you know, formal education, you know, all of these different sideways to, to get educated. And now it's just through sheer experience. Uh, and, you know, what are your guys' favorite ways of just learning via doing go with for everything just learn by doing and the one thing that comes to mind when you say uh, win or learn is that i think i've failed many many more times that i've won in life uh and i then but that yeah that's probably the general case for everyone and one of the things that uh one of the analogies that i can make when i think about that is again sports as usual but Think about, uh, I don't know, in baseball, like what's a good batting percentage, right? Like you're hitting three, one out of, three. yeah, if you're hitting one out of three balls that are pitched at you, like my just saying, like, I'm a failure at this thing, but that's actually a good, <laughs> good batting score. Uh, same thing if you think about uh, quarterbacks, if you think about like pass uh, completion rates and all of that, right? It would like, you look at those numbers, if you thought like 100% is the goal, um, everybody will be a failure, but it's not really that way. Like you learn from every time that it doesn't work out. It, I mean, nothing, 
well, I don't want to say nothing, but it's rare that something works out according to plan. Um, 100%. Probably a good bit of it will. Like, hey, this happened. Well, everything went pretty much according to plan, but there are some things we can button up on, right? Um, I think I've talked about it a lot in this series is I I learn every day by doing and listening um, and just messing up a bunch. Um, mess up every day. And I used to beat myself up so much about it. And I have, I have moments now where I still do, um, right? But I'm learning not to because in those moments, I called, I, I said it today on a, like those meetings I was talking about, I was like, sometimes it's my dig deep days um, where Joe and I talk about this, <laughs> whether we're talking about the gym or talking about maybe, you know, we know that our work days, we're talking about meetings, there's a lot of meetings, we have to dig deep um, and we're not quitting, we're going to dig deep and we're going to make it happen. And I relate this to something I see often. Um, people think that they're just going to a destination, right? Like success or winning is a destination on a map to get to and there's usually panic or red flag or 911 or whatever phrasing you want to use when that destination is changed or the way to get to this destination is not what they thought in their head um and the result maybe is not exactly what that person expected and that's where the quitting comes in and i, I see it so many times of I'm going to throw my hands up because I just thought we were going to get to this point and it would be done and it would be off my plate. I've been there, but now I know enough to know that you've got to give something a chance to succeed. And if there is enough cause of concern, then you got to dig deep and you got to figure out and learn um, to make this a win and continue to be a win. But you can't just view success or winning as a destination and just think that you're going to get off hop to the beach and now just coast because you've done what you think needs to be done. So what you're saying is you make the plan, you work the plan, and if the plan doesn't go right, we just go to the beach? Yes. Perfect. I mean, no. <laughs> we, we, we pivot, we move, we change, we adapt to what's happening there. I really like what you say of you either learning from your own mistakes um, or learning from others, right? I mean, that's super important. I think that in this day and age with hyperactivity within the social media world and our, our, our Google brains that we're really developing, we're losing face of being self-aware and doing some analysis on ourselves. I mean, it's really, really difficult to do that. I know there's, you know, tons of ways to do that black box analysis or black box thinking, you know, identify the root cause of mistakes and how to avoid it next time. There's learning from others, right? It's okay. I'm going to watch you do that. You know, it's advantage we talked about of being a youngest of three or versus the oldest right um i'm watching with my own kids i watched my oldest make the mistakes and my youngest is like oh i'm not going to do that that got you in a lot of trouble right you know so we have this natural innate way to go about that learning from others but you're looking inwards and saying oh okay we go there but it comes back down to that mindset and i really want to hammer this home is dig deep days doesn't mean i'm off camera doesn't mean I'm like, ooh, go there. Well, I'm you know, not fake it till I make it, but I'm faking it till I belong there. I mean, we all have tough days. We're all human beings. We're all just a ball of emotions that we're trying to put forth our, our best face. Creativity comes from the discipline of making it happen, of constantly looking at fire hot. I don't want to put my hand over it, right? Um, cold shower that stinks but i'm going to keep doing it anyway for 30 days we'll get to that later but again it's a mindset of 
okay, this is what I can do and I can conquer this and I can learn from that mistake. And now it's just part of my skill. So I, I've got a great formal education. I'm continuing my education to learn, earn, and then return to others. But how do I keep that going on a daily basis when I may not have the energy to go to back to school or go, you know, take a Coursera course or something like that? Well, you got to get down to those micro levels of learning, even during our conversation, right? You know, I've made plenty of mistakes. Creativity uh, will say something wrong and I'll put that in the bank and be made fun of forever. But it's it's okay because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we become stronger for the future itself. You know, what are your guys' mindsets and habits to really overcome some of this self-doubt of not learning from those constant everyday mistakes? One of the key things is to have a system, whatever it is, but you need to have a system to track that progress and to understand where you're at right now, where you were before, and like you said, Zach, not, not exactly where you want to be, but kind of like have a, an idea of where you can go from here. Um, and, you know, do that a lot with, with exercise, for example, like you keep the tracking of your metrics and you keep knowing every day how you're getting better and how your fitness scores are getting better. And maybe you have a bad week and it comes down a little bit, but if you look at the bigger picture, you can see that you have actually improved over the last year. Uh, if you can do that with the way you work and with the things that you learn and the skills that you develop, I think that's that's really key. Uh, and again, right, like just looking back and saying like, what things can I do right now that I wasn't able to do a year ago? I like that reflection piece of could never have you know, been on the treadmill for 30 minutes without, you know, being totally just out of breath or something, you know, just that, that's big. Um, just seeing, we talked about it in our previous series, that 1% better, um, those 1% days or weeks or months or what have you, they add up. Um, <clears throat> and kind of goes into my point too, is you got to make time um, and time in the sense of analyzing if you're still growing, if you're still on path to where you expected, um, whether it's from a learning perspective, a goal perspective. I think if you're on, if you have a goal, you're clearly learning something about yourself. Um, <clears throat> but if you don't make time, then what what are you finding out? Like, what are you, what are you actually looking into, right? If you don't take the time to analyze where you are, where you're going, then any if somebody comes up to me and says, "Well, how's this going?" Well, I guess it's going okay, and I don't have anything to actually back that up. Um, so I think that's just something to owe to yourself. Um, to be, to look into that and analyze how you're going and what you're doing. Right, Zach, th those are just great points. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's concrete, it's work, you have to want it. And I think you both said it right there. If you want it, you're going to go after it. Uh, or you're going to sit around and watch Dancing with the Sards. I mean, the choice is yours. Um, you know, which nothing wrong with that if that's what you choose to do. But anyway, <laughs> you, you, everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day, right? To go learn, to go earn, to go return. How are you going to do it there? I really want to just, I just want to recap this down to our GBA level. And how do we do this on a call to call basis? Well, we're graded, we're metricized heavily within this industry. So you can learn from your handle times, you can learn from your quality, and you can improve from there. Nobody's perfect right out of the gate. You know, just coming into the digital learning side is, okay, yeah, we can learn from this. 
and we can get you ready to go. We can give you the foundation of those skills, but you're going to have to enter that earn and learn or the nesting time frame, and you're going to have to go into operations. You're going to have to fail, right? And even Michael Jordan missed 9,000 shots. Hopefully we don't miss 9,000 calls. I don't think that's going to be okay. But, you know, we're allowed to make mistakes in order to get there. I mean, it, it's never going to be perfect right out of the gate. I think there is a lot of scared mindset of, okay, if I'm going on here, I've got to be perfect. No, it, it nobody is. It takes 10,000 hours to get to that point. And we're here to guide you along that pathway as well. But just keep learning and reflect at the end of the day, have your discipline to get up, to take your cold shower, to, to know that you're going to deal with a rambler. You're going to deal with somebody mean or angry. Unfortunately, um, you know, they're still out there in the world, but again, it gets better helps you develop those skill sets to be a stronger individual for the future. And that's what we want to do. 1% better at a time. Zach, see, there's your answer. We wear white because it doesn't have to be perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> that full circle moment right here. <laughs> Guess I need to find something white to wear. And only I was gonna have a I was gonna have a whole point to add to that now. Total discourse. <laughs> but no, that's, a, that's a mic drop. That's a mic drop. <laughs> I was just going to add kind of as uh, one of my closing thoughts around all of this is um, add white to your wardrobe. No, but <laughs> the biggest problem that I see out there when things are difficult or learning is not easy um, or being becoming better is not easy. It's that individual or even myself has not exerted the right amount of mental strength, physical strength, the right amount of effort in order to become successful. Right. There's something that's not being done by self in that situation to achieve what's needed to be done. Um, a lot of times it's an assumption that you've already started working hard, you thought you did enough, and why, you know, is the cash and money not just sitting here for me, right? Um, the results clearly are never gonna come, I give up. And I think to push to yourself to that, to a limit is where greatness happens. And we've said it so many times on episodes that achieving more recognition, achieving more status, achieving anything along those lines that's an achievement of sorts doesn't come from easy. It doesn't come from something that's just given to you. Sometimes things do fall in your lap, but I find when things fall in your lap, so to speak, it typically come around times where you've worked hard and maybe it's just a reward that was already in progress from your previous hard efforts um, or greater efforts. So I would just leave with that, that throughout this whole piece of honing your skills and adding to your skills and building that bench of your own assets, I guess you would call it, is it's not going to be easy. And just because something is not going to be um, immediate, don't give up because then you're a quitter. And uh wants to be a quitter. I'm either winning or I'm learning. So the quote we'll leave out on, thank you, Zach, it's by the great Nelson Mandela. I never lose. I either win or learn. Yeah, this has been a one of my favorite episodes uh, in a while. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining us on this conversation as we win or learn. Uh, and we talk about the mindset to, to bring that in and from our wrap up our skills development uh, series here. And as always, hashtag keep learning and let us know what you're learning about too. Uh, please like and subscribe to our channel for more great content. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we would welcome you to email us at btb at oiteam.com. I heard Zach will enter a GIF, maybe a GIF in his words, with every reply. Uh, join us for our next week where we start our brand new series all about productivity. 
I am Joe Bear, and for my co-hosts, Zach and Diego, this is Behind the Beard. Omniverse to the moon. Boom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just totally just went to like, if the window is open, he would have gone through it. Um, if you have an orange cat, then you would understand. There's something with orange cats. They're psycho. But um, sorry, back to the topic at hand here.